and welcome back to Tea and Twitch. This is two girls talking about stuff that we care that we care about. This is try number three to four. This. four. Try four. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been a day, Laura. It has been a day. That's that's fucking words for it. Um, <laughs> to summarize, everything's fucked. Uh, my life is a mess, and the world hates me. We're just doing the best that we can with the hand that we've been given. Oh, God. <laughs> Gods. Uh. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, I don't have anything to say to any of the shit that's been happening. Like, what the fuck? Um, so now that I've reset down, I've lost my mouse from my computer. So I have no clue where that fucking went. Um... I don't even know if I had it in my room to begin with. I thought I saw it. Um, so. <laughs> Today has been a comedy of errors for you is what it sounds like. Yeah. The, the first half of the day went great. I made hard boiled, like hard boiled eggs to make soy sauce eggs. I, um, like washed the majority of the dishes, did all that. It was kind of chill. Oh, I'm just realizing I got hair dye on my fucking curtains around my canopy. Oh, that sucks. Oh, I hate my oh, life. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just gonna die and go cry after this. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, on to slightly better news. I have now read... Let me get my total. Because I feel like every couple of months I update how many books I read this year. Oh, yeah. I have currently read, as of today, um, that one isn't on the list, so 234 books. Nice. Did you ever finish the book that we did for book club? Yes! Yes, I did. Oh, good. <laughs> I still have yet to finish it. <laughs> hey, maybe you'll get some time on your trip. Doubtful, but maybe. Doubtful. I think I'm going to end up bringing my laptop with me and doing schoolwork because this class is going to kill me. No, uh, it's fine. What class are you in now? Uh, comparative criminal justice systems. That sounds fun. Please note my um <laughs> sarcasm. Sarcasm. Uh, I don't know what to call that. Uh... Yeah, because this this class it came with four different physical books, an ebook, and then each week we have a project that we have to do. Ugh. And it's not even for the U.S. criminal justice system. We had to pick a country to, like, examine their criminal justice system. Okay. So last week it was World of Crime, where I had to take the country that I'm looking at and take another country that have, like, the similar, like, status and compare their criminal justice systems, like, compare crime rates and stuff like that. And I did that, and I still got a B. I'm like, I did what you asked me for, to. Why? It just, I don't understand. And I did it with whatever, like, statistics that I could find. Jason, text him if you need anything from Walmart. Okay. Go okay. Oh, and now it's thundering outside. Oh, God. I, I need alcohol is what I need. Uh, <laughs> why couldn't he just text me himself? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like trying to, I can't see my door anymore because we built the canopy around my bed. <laughs> so 
stage to where you can see my fingertips. So I'm just like waving my hand for her to move like a foot to the side because like the front has like lace on it so I can see through the lace. Oh my god. Um, do I need anything from Wawa? That's a real great question. Um, let's think this through. A new will to live. Um, for it to be for the AC fixed and for it to be tomorrow after my work because I will then be on my way to Disney um um I would really like a million dollars um you did say you wanted alcohol so oh my god Uh, this is just a great comedy of errors please note all of my sarcasm Oh my goodness. Oh god. Is there anything important that happened? Let's see, yeah, 234 books. <laughs> um everything hates me. Why um on to exciting news that happened that we both were very excited about, which I was mm-hmm. slightly sad that I was in a hotel room when I was watching all out because I could not scream. <laughs> so I just had to slap and hit my bed. While almost simultaneously knocking my computer off said bed and almost ripping my head and ripping my headphones out of my ears. Um, Because the ending of All Out was fucking fantastic. It was amazing. I was so happy. I was expecting Adam Cole. Uh, That was it. I was like expecting for that to happen in some capacity. I very much like how they did it to where he's part of the elite again because one of the only reasons he kind of was leaving the elite or any like stuff happened was because he was leaving. Yeah. Um, but it's just, Oh, it's so well, I think, good. I think it it kind of got given away like earlier on in the night when Brit did a Panama sunrise sunrise in her, in her match. And that's I mean, his, his move. And I'm like, he's there. I said, the I disturbance mean, of the force. I mean, she's done that move before, if I remember correctly. And for me, it's just like, that's like her significant other. So mm. it's kind of a given she would know his moves because yeah. they train together. It and was, it's like, that was like, has been everyone's thing. It was like, oh, well, Britt's been like doing little things. It's like, no, she's just, you know, training with her significant other. Right. It, what what's funny though is I was I was watching all out and I was in Cinemark, so I'm watching it with a whole bunch of other people. I have no idea who it is, and as soon as his music hit, everyone starts screaming, and like I'm like this is fantastic. And then some idiot from the top of the theater goes, "Hey, look, it's Britt Baker's boyfriend." I said, "Perfect, husband, shut up." And I turned her back around. I Are they watching. married? They've been married for a year and a half. Shit, really? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. Um. <laughs> so, like, it's like it, it surprises me that no one else realizes that, but I, when they got married, I was still following Adam Cole's Instagram. I remember now, yeah, because you posted it, it in the up. chat. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was, high, it was so funny. And then, and then Brian Danielson's music hit. And everyone starts screaming again. Well, the thing is, when Kenny, I kind of knew Adam was going to come out when Kenny um, said, like, they're either this, this, or dead. Yeah. Um, Because in, I don't know if you watch Being the Elite BTE on YouTube. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but essentially, when Adam was leaving, they essentially killed him. Um, oh. So he died. And then in the beginning of the BTE that got posted Monday after All Out, um, <laughs> they did... With all of the elite, they did like a seance, and they were like, "No, no, no I've asked God. all the I've asked all the Satanists. They they said this is what we need to do to bring bring him back, and they had like a little circle, and Adam's picture was there. It was fucking hilarious. Oh my god! I need you just to watch the beginning of being the elite, just like that part, because it's like it's literally Kenny being like, "No, no, no, we can do this. It'll be great," and it's the Bucks being like, "This is stupid." I. Oh my gosh. My my whole thing is like my brother keeps telling me he's like, well, at least now all the elite are together and especially cuz the the forbidden door's been opened because of of Suzuki um coming on that you know, we'll oh, yeah. we'll get we'll get the we'll get the rest of the bullet club from New Japan and then everything will be great. And I'm like, okay, give me Tama, bring Tama over. That's great. You will never be complete until Finn and AJ leave WWE. To a degree, but realistically, they all are technically the active of the Bullet Club. And even, right. even now, because there's the whole thing to where Bullet Club is everyone that's in New Japan, and then the elite are, like, everyone who's here in AEW. Is like, from, like, my kind of understanding of what all is happening with that. That's fair. And because of, like, the animosity that happened between all of them, they, like, sh like split. Realistically, it like, I think technically AJ, I can't remember if AJ and, and Finn were both kicked out of the book club. I don't think they ever were officially. But I think there was, like, a feud that happened, like, before they left, mm. essentially, which is where, where they wouldn't really count. So to a degree, your brother has a point, but then to a degree, you also have a point. Yeah, it'll it'll just be interesting to see, you know, how if like if and when they incorporate the rest of the Bullet Club from New Japan, because I really mm -hmm. want to see Tama on AEW. That would make my entire day. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff that would make my entire day, and honestly, it's getting closer and closer. What really made my night was when MJF won. And then what really when, when, what really fucked up my night is when they restarted the match because I just hate the whole Jericho and the inner circle thing. I have Why? for a while now. It's just I just hate them. Like I don't hate them all. Like I love Santana Santana Ortiz and Sammy. Hager and Jericho need to fucking leave. Um <laughs> I'm just over them. But my whole thing is, like, that was the perfect way to, like, do an ending, like, have MGF win, and then you can have Jericho go to the back and do commentary for a little bit, and then you have the inner circle, like, kind of start fighting amongst themselves, and then Jericho can come back from that because they've been fighting to have Jericho be able to come back because of his leg being on the rope. Like, they could have done that way, and then, like, Max and, like, the entirety of the pinnacle could go on and move on to something else. Because now, because of that, I don't see the inner circle pinnacle thing moving forward. It, they've already said that Jericho's come out and said that the inner circle and the pinnacle storyline is done. Thank they're fucking God. On, because I'm fucking tired of it. 
because MJF is now going up against um, he. <laughs> I haven't watched last night, so I'm assuming okay. that will probably answer part of my question. But yeah, uh, MJF came out last night with Wardlow uh-huh. and started ragging on Cincinnati and Brian Pullman Sr. Oh, okay. That so family. Varsity Blondes in, which will be uh-huh. nice because then they'll go. Perfect. See, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll very much accept that. Yeah. So the inner circle <laughs> pinnacle storyline is done and there's, they're separating out. And Sammy is very happy about that. He said that on his vlog last week. Okay. And he's good. very happy that that's done because he wants to go back into the title picture. That's my like, whole thing. It's good like, for it's him. put everyone else on like hold, essentially. Well, yeah. this has been happening and sucked. Like that's and why I think I've hated part of it because they could have done so much with like Wardlow and MJF and Spears yeah. and like like everyone. They could have done so much with everyone, but this storyline just dragged on for so long. Okay, um, yeah. now that I'm caught up on that because I haven't watched. <laughs> definitely, definitely watch um, last night's because it was actually really good. I finished watching it today. I was going to um, do that today, and then I got distracted by horror movies, so I watched <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> But uh, as of right now, I think Jericho is actually going on um, leave for a little bit because he's sabbatical. setting up for, he's eh, kind of a sabbatical, um, but he's setting up for the cruise of Jericho again. Yeah. Next month. Next, next month. It's literally in a month. So yeah, he, and I, I, which makes sense to me. <laughs> he's touring with Fozzie right now. So they're doing shows all the way up to tour of Jericho because that's the end of the tour. Mm. So he's taking time off from wrestling because he's not in any active storylines anymore okay good good yeah. so i don't have like, to good the man the man needs to rest Great. the man needs to rest a little bit he's he's been through a lot i also you see i almost started crying when punk came out just because oh my gosh. for me punk is what got me back into wrestling after my dad died mm-hmm. and then he left so yeah. and then i got thank god like the shield happened because then the shield like held me over until AEW started and now I'm finally there. But yeah. it's like it's just like the complete circle moment. And especially for it to be Darby too, who's mm-hmm. like his first match back. It and was it, done in a very like way to where it didn't you could tell Punk was putting over Darby in a sense too, which yeah, and, I very and- much enjoyed. <laughs> And if you if you watch the match back, you can definitely see that like Punk is kind of coaching Darby along. Like it, yeah. you can tell that he's whispering in his ear, okay, this is what we need to do next. But the way they ended it was absolutely fabulous. And the fact that um Punk has not, you know, has not weathered a bit with yeah. being out, he he performed beautifully. Like that's that says something. I think my favorite part of uh, was Tumblr also through that being like, ah, ah, what the fuck are these pants? <laughs> I know. I keep thinking about with that and I'm like, sir, no. I no. think that was my favorite part was everyone losing yeah. their shit over that and then all of <laughs> Tumblr also being like, what the fuck when the um, MGF thing happened? Because mm-hmm. everyone was like, so, uh, some people I follow who like physically hate him are literally like, I'm cheering for you right now. Don't you fucking disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> well thing is like i i was already in a bad mood with the refs because of the miro and kingston match oh. but kingston got robbed he should have won that match 
And I yeah, was I really only pissed because of the rap. So. so really pissed because of the rap. And then Aubrey pulls that with the Jericho and MJF match, and I'm like, are they all blind? Is does everyone need glasses? What the heck is going on here? Yeah, it it was it was interesting to say the least. Um, okay, so moving on from our normal thing, because uh, <laughs> we already have about fifteen minutes of excuse me, ow. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. This is what happens when I chug Perrier in the middle of a story. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so this month we are doing study abroad story time. And I'm yeah. going to have near no part in this because I've never studied abroad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to be putting my two cents in occasionally and being like, what the fuck? No, there's no way that happened. Um, oh, as Megan shares some of her favorite stories from the time that she studied abroad. And essentially, I've, who, I've got some good stories. I know. I'm very excited. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what studying abroad means, it's literally like your six month semester, you go to like another country and you study there. So instead of staying in, like, you say, stay in, oh my God, words. Instead of like for say I stood I stayed in Florida and did a semester here I would go to say like Switzerland or England or France or whatever and would study at that school at that like associated college there and live yeah. there or if you have an internship and you go and study abroad that way or whatever that's essentially what it is yeah so you're doing school but not at your college <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so <laughs> um. So how do I want to start this? So I studied abroad in 2012. Um, and I studied abroad in London. So that for me was a big thing because I have always, you know, I've been a really like I I love watching the stuff with about the like the royal family and I watch Kate's wedding and all that jazz. So mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. However, you you will remember that in 2012, London hosted the 2012 Olympic Games. Oh shit! Yeah. So I did not get a full six months abroad. I got I got four because where I was staying was where all the Olympians were also staying. <laughs> They had to kick you guys out in order to build Olympic Village, essentially. Well, they, I shouldn't say all the Olympians. It was Olympians and it was journalists. Because where, mm. where, the cool thing about where I stayed is I stayed in a part of the city called Bloomsbury. Now, if you're a big Disney person, you'll understand where Bloomsbury is. Yes. Because that's where Peter Pan takes place. Yep. So actually where my apartment, where my flat was, I should say, where my flat was, was down the street from the Peter Pan statue that, that J.M. Barry had dedicated after Peter Pan came out, the, the book, not the movie. Mm -hmm. So um, we had to wait until after the games were done to even fly over, which what's funny is right now I'm getting all the... Uh, it's a week left in the States for me until I fly over there. So I'm getting all those <laughs> memories coming up on Facebook. And I'm like, 
oh, this is hurting me so bad because I want to go back. Um, but we had to wait until after the, um, the, the, the regular games and the Paralympics were done. So um, I flew out. I was living in, gosh, where was I living? I, uh, my school was up in Pella, Iowa, which is this really small town outside the capital of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I flew out from the Quad Cities and flew to Chicago. I was meeting one of my friends from school that was studying abroad with me, and her flight left later from Chicago than mine did. But we were at least going to meet up, um, you know, and hang out in the in the terminal while I was waiting for my flight. So it's like an eight-hour flight over there and they tell you one of the biggest things is do not fall asleep on the plane yeah because jet lag yeah because jet lag is severe and it sucks um i did not follow that and i passed out (laughs) (laughs) so i get to london and i sit and i get to london get through customs um yeah they check my student visa which out of this whole story, I lost my passport when I came back. Oh my god! So I have no idea. I have no idea where it is, and I keep wanting to look at the stamps that I have in my passport, and I, I just don't have them anymore, and I'm very sad. Um, <laughs> so, um, once I get through customs, I end up waiting in baggage claim with all my stuff, waiting for my friend to, you know, finally land, because she landed like an hour or two after I did. Mm-hmm. So I was just sitting there waiting and. She finally showed up, so we started. We got on the tube from the station from from the airport, and you know, rode it to where we were supposed to get off. What they didn't tell us was actually how to get to our flat from the tube station. Mm-hmm. So we then proceeded to spend the next thirty minutes walking the square, trying to figure out where our apartment was. <laughs> so we're both jet lagged. We have no idea where we're going, and we're lugging, like, 50-pound suitcases just by, like, the grocery store and all these restaurants and stuff like that. And we finally find out, find our apartments, get there, get all checked in, whatever. Um, and my, my flatmate, which wasn't my friend, which was really upsetting at the time, um, but my flatmate was already in the room. So I just rolled my suitcase in there and I left because she was sleeping. Yeah. So left, went and got food, walk, walked around a little bit, came back. And that was pretty much the first day, except I remember waking up at midnight <laughs> because <laughs> I couldn't sleep because jet lag. So yeah. I remember, I remember going out into the common room and I FaceTimed my mom on, on <laughs> this will show my age. On my iPod Touch. Ooh, I remember FaceTiming people on that. Yeah, so I FaceTimed my mom. And she was at church because I had flown out on a Saturday. No, I flew out on on Friday, got there on Saturday, and then it was... Time means it's Sunday over. Yeah. Wait, wait, no. That makes no sense. It was about 6 or 7 a.m., over there because my mom was at church okay because <laughs> it was it was no it was no because london is six or seven hours ahead of the midwest 
At least at that time. This was before Daylight Savings had hit. Got it. Okay. Daylight Savings I'm like, hit It's like five hours plus for my time zone, and that which would mean six hours plus for your time zone. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. So. so the- oh, okay. No, okay. We're good. Makes sense now. Brain's yeah. okay. <laughs> So I remember that vividly. I remember calling my mom. She's like, hey, how are you doing? And how's the flight? Do you get everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. So fast forward about three days. And (laughs) my entire program is out doing bowling with um, with my program director, who I'm actually still really good friends with today. And I actually talked to him on Facebook not too long ago. Um. But we're all out doing stuff. And I noticed that my flatmate's not there. And she had been having, you know, phone calls with her boyfriend back home and whatever. And this was like the two days leading up to to this bowling outing. So I go Mm -hmm. to my program director and I'm like, what's going on? Where's my roommate? He's like, oh, did no one tell you? She decided to leave the program. Three oh. days in, she left the program and huh. flew home. Like, okay, sure, why not? So I had a flat. I have a flat to myself. I'm like, okay, sure. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like the fir- just the first four days. I'm like, I had a flatmate. We were doing good. Now flatmate's gone, and I'm alone. Great, fantastic. Love that um, for me. so one of the first things we ended up doing while we were there was we did a quote-unquote walking tour of london and i severely underestimated how long this walking tour was (laughs) because because it started it started right in at the, the park across the street from where our flats were because there was some historical significance to that park, and I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But we we walked from there to the British Museum, walked all the way through the British Museum, saw all the stuff. We walked down to the center of London and did a, like, we saw a couple different sites, and, you know, we passed St. Paul's Cathedral, and then we stopped at a pub. And then I look at my watch and it's three hours later. And I'm like, that's no wonder why I'm in a, such a severe amount of pain. Yeah. Because <laughs> for those that don't know, in God, what was it? In 2007, I had a massive ankle surgery because I busted my fibia in half. So I had a, pl- a metal plate and nine screws in my ankle. And that limits your walking because metal doesn't like it when you move. So that was fun. Um, But during my time in London, I only had to take three classes and it was through, it was through my school. So it was like all professors that were hired through the. Okay. But we got to choose one of the classes was just like, introduction to England so it was like just normal stuff with my program director okay the other two classes we got to choose so I chose religions in London because I needed to fulfill my religion credit because of school Mm -hmm. 
and I chose um, Shakespeare in London. So part as you of my, do, because <laughs> as you do, because I'm a big Shakespeare nut. Um, but that class involved going to see Shakespearean plays that were being done across the uh, across the city. Oh, fun! And our first play that we went and saw was the Taming of the Shrew. And it was at the Globe Theater. Oh, yes. I understand you're raining. <laughs> Truly, I do. I would love to go outside and stand in you. However, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Thor is angry. <laughs> uh, okay, continue. But, <laughs> but we, we, we walked to the globe theater we got we got off the tube walked to the globe theater walked over what is called millennium bridge Mm -hmm. which is one of the like one of the biggest bridges in london it's millennium bridge tower bridge and london bridge which tower bridge and london bridge are not the same thing people think i know that yeah (laughs) my parents thought that it was until i pointed that out to them no it is not uh trust me i have been told that many times because renaissance fair yep um so we go to the we go to the globe and we don't have seats we are standing in the standing part just down at the base Mm -hmm. um and like we are right up close to the stage so i managed to make it through the first half of the show and at intermission i'm like okay i need to go i'm in a severe amount of pain from the walking that we've already done I need to go home. So, stupid me, I left, went to the tube station, and didn't realize that the tube station only had the line that ran in a circle. Oh. So it got off nowhere near where my apartment was. Yep. So I got on that tube station, went to another tube station that I least recognized, and was able to get on the other tube line. To get back to my apartment. And even then, I ended up, what, I, what I'm what i now remembering is I got off at King's, King's Cross Station. <laughs> Which, that's another story. That's another story I will get to. <laughs> but I got off at King's Cross Station and I walked. It was just down the street from where I was living and got, got back home. Um, <laughs> one of... Uh, I'm just kind of segueing into story. So if it doesn't seem like it makes sense, it's because I'm not telling everything in chronological order. It's just- I, I already figured that out. You're good. Um, so one of the things that my program director had us do was we got into groups of about three or four people and we had to do a scavenger hunt across the city, right? Oh. It was actually really fun. It was really fun because we had to go and like pick up a rock from this place or get a picture in front of this thing and whatever. Mm-hmm. So once we finished with all of that, because it took my group about two hours to finish it, I waited for my friend um, that I was studying abroad with and her group finished. And I said, you know what? I saw online that the iTunes festival is happening right now. And she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. And last night was Ed Sheeran. I was severely mad that I missed it. 
Um, I said, tonight's One Direction. Mm. She's like, oh, really? I said, you want to go try and get in? She's like, why not? Sure. So we took a bus from Bloomsbury to Camden. And Camden is like an open air market. It, it has like different like odds and ends. There's like tattoo shops everywhere. Camden, uh, if you want to think aesthetic, think of um, Amy Winehouse. Okay. Because that's where she lived. She lived in Camden. So we get down to, um, we get down to the theater and we see all these people queued up to go inside. And then we look to the other side and there's a long queue that's starting to form. And we're like, okay, so what's the difference? So we tried to go to the, the line, the lines of people and they're like, and the uh, guards that are standing there are like, do you have tickets? And I said, no, we were going to try and, and get in for free. He said, that line's back there. So that was the long queue that was starting to form. Yeah. So we were like probably 20th in line just standing there. We stood there for three hours to get into this concert, which was fine because right across the street from where we were were standing was a a Tesco, which is the Ah. grocery store. So I had my friend run over there. She grabbed sandwiches and drinks so that we could at least eat something. Yeah. But lo and behold to us, before or after we had finished eating, you know, before we were able to go in, someone starts walking along the outside of the line with a camera, just panning the camera. And they're like, you know, get excited. Show us some excitement for the show. And stuff like that. And I wasn't really paying any mind to him. So they walk by. They do their thing. Come to find out that um, the Take Me Home album Mm -hmm. from One Direction had a video. Yep. That was them doing like pre-show questions and stuff like that. But before that, they show clips of the line outside this theater. And guess who's on the video? You! And my friend. So I'm part of a One Direction video, which was very interesting. But we get into the the roundhouse theater. There we go. We get into the roundhouse, and I, you know, got some merch because there was still some stuff left, which I was really excited about. I don't even think I still have that stuff. I think I got a lanyard. I'll have to see if I can find that. Um, but we got in, I took maybe one or two videos and my camera died. Gosh, dang it. And my friend's like, use my camera. You're going to want to remember this. I'm like, thank you. So I took videos and pictures and it was all their songs from their up all night album. Yeah. This is before they were going on tour for taking home because taking home hadn't dropped yet. It was actually dropping later that week. Um, but, yeah, they ha- I think they had probably announced it like the next day after that concert, I think. Yeah. If I remember right, that it was going to be happening that week. But it was just, it was amazing because we had, like, it was well worth spending three hours standing outside. Yeah. To get into a One Direction concert for free, just for the heck of it, because we were in the same city that they were doing a concert. Just nice. why not? Yeah. <laughs> 
um, that was not the only um, not the only famous people that I met while I was in London, though. <laughs> I feel like I you a... told me the other ones, but I can't remember offhand. <laughs> I've had uh, there there are quite quite a few stories. So, um, so you know how the um, the British obviously they don't celebrate Thanksgiving because yeah not their thing so instead they have what is called um the light um lighting the lights mm-hmm. which is a big concert celebration um it's held downtown it's held down by Hyde Park that um oh it's a specific street too and I can't remember what it's called it's um, fine that you don't remember <laughs> I know, but it's gonna it's gonna irritate me as a, as a problem, and I'm gonna remember it later. And go, I shoot. Um, but they hold a, a you know a big concert, and they get like you know big, like big so big um, British celebrities to come and show up. What was funny was this <laughs> this one happened to fall on November the fifth. <laughs> so remember, remember the fifth of November, November. gunpowder and treason and plot. <laughs> So everyone... I found a mouse! It was behind my computer! <laughs> I literally went to go readjust and I found it! Sorry, continue! Oh my gosh. So we we decided to go down there with a bunch of my friends from the program and we don't really know who all is going to be there because I wasn't paying attention to, you know, everything. Um, when it turns out that Baby Spice from the Spice Girls was the MC for the night. So where we were standing, she was up on a balcony and, um, you know, hosting everything. So I at least got to see her. Um, but one of the bands that played was a band called Lawson. And um, they were really good. And I was really excited to, um, to listen to their music a little bit. Um, are you still there? I'm here. Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you didn't drop or something. That's fair. I'm trying like not to interrupt you so you don't like forget (laughs) your place. No, you're good. Um, so Lawson played and that was a great thing. And I, I still listen to their music today. Mm -hmm. Um, but fast forward a couple of weeks and my friend and I decided to go to Dublin for um for thanksgiving because we just we didn't want to be alone at that point so we flew to dublin got to our hostel and the hostel is playing the dallas cowboys game and i immediately am like like starting to get a little teary-eyed because i'm like I miss that because I, I would have normally, you know, I would have been home with my parents and my brother and mm-hmm. watching the game at home. But getting to watch it here was was absolutely awesome. So we checked into our room and then I went and FaceTime with my parents. But we spent, gosh, three days in Dublin, went to the Guinness factory, which was amazing. Got to go and do the whole tour. Um, so I did like the whole touristy tour of uh, um, of Dublin and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Went to St. 
St. Valentine's Church, which was close to where we were staying. <laughs> and as soon as we got off the tourist bus, um, we were right in the middle of a protest. <laughs> so we had to run pretty quick to get back to where we were staying so that we wouldn't get swept up in the protest. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I say all of that to say that on our way back from Dublin, we were standing in line um, at, waiting to board the plane. And about four people in front of me, I see this, this guy. And normally I wouldn't you know, pay much attention, but this guy has a very muscular dude next to him. <laughs> so I'm like, uh-huh curious and I keep looking at this guy and I'm like I know you why do I know you but he has like a baseball cap on and he's not really looking at night he looks over at me kind of like he can sense that someone's looking at him he looks over at me and I catch his eyes and I'm like I remember your eyes why why am I and then it finally clicks and I look at my friend and I'm like I'm pretty sure that four people in front of us is Danny O'Donoghue from the script yeah and she's like, no, there's no way. Because no one was, like, swarming him. No one was paying any mind to it. Sunglasses and a baseball cap! It's the disguise, yes. bitch! <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was, it, oh. It, no one, like, no one was paying any mind to him. Everyone was just, like, looking on their phones. But he, we caught eyes again. And he kind of gives me, like, the, the head nod. Like, like yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's me. <laughs> And I, in my mind, and I'm still struggling to believe that it's actually Danny O'Donoghue because I'm like, like freaking out. I'm like, if it's actually him, oh my god, oh my god! But we get on the plane, and we <laughs> we are walking back to where our seats are, and we look to our left. No, no, we look to our right, and we see four familiar faces, and I'm like. No. No, that can't be them. No, 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 it gets weirder. It's not it's not who you think it is. Um we're like, no, that can't be them. So we get to our seats and my friend pulls out like this teeny teeny bop magazine from the UK. And I'm like, I am fairly certain that those people, you know, in front of us, that's Lawson. She's like no so she's flipping through her magazine and she's and they found we found a picture of lawson and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm fairly certain that's lawson because i can see the dude's scar behind his ear where he had some a tumor removed yeah and she's like okay we need to solve this so she gets up out of her seat and she goes walks up to the lead singer and goes hey i'm sorry to bug you i know you probably get this all the time my friend and I, you know, we saw you when we passed. Are you guys from Lawson? And he just smiles up at her and goes, yeah, it's nice it's nice to meet a fan. And she goes, after we get off the plane, is there any way that we can get, like, a picture or an autograph? And their manager is sitting right next to him. And he goes, yeah, that's totally fine. You know, just don't really make a scene. When we get off the plane, you know, we'll reconnect. You can get whatever you want. And I'm like, she comes back and she tells me all this. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> This is amazing. So we fly back to London. We get off the plane and we're like standing in the terminal waiting and hoping like, please let them still be here. So we finally catch up with them. We got pictures and we got some stuff signed. 
and I and I was you know making kind of a joke with them and I'm like you know what's crazy is I almost thought that Danny O'Donoghue was also on our like also in line in front of me and the <laughs> the lead singer goes oh yeah Danny was here he was he was sitting in via he was sitting in first class and I'm like are you kidding me I looked at my friend and I went I fucking knew it <laughs> I told you, I know who it is. And I'm like, oh, I could have met Danny O'Donoghue. And I was so upset. But I, you know, I developed a really good relationship with the guys from Lawson. Talked to them a lot while I was still over there. Um, but they weren't the only UK band that I actually got to talk to. Damn. I, I know, just flitting all around. Um, but while I was in the UK, I had a like a, a small indie UK band reached out to me on Twitter because I had been posting a lot of stuff that was in the area. And oh, they, I remember you telling me this, yeah. And they started following me and they're they're a band from the Isle of, of White, which is off the coast. And one of my projects for, for school was to interview a local and ask them all these questions and write a paper. So I reached out to that same band and I said, hey, I have a, um, a really random question for you guys because, you know, I'm studying abroad here. Um, one of my projects is I have to interview a local and I would love to, you know, be able to interview you guys and get, like, get your answers on these questions. I would, you know, personally, it would be such a great favor for me. And they reached back out and they're like, yeah, of course, go ahead and send us the questions and and we'll respond to him. And I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I submitted that paper. And my, my, my study abroad director goes, how are you meeting all these people? <laughs> I'm like, luck. That's all I can say is luck. Very much luck. <laughs> so, also, question. Is yes. this your friend that also had the sugar daddy? Or am I thinking of something else? That, that is a different friend. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> i vaguely remember you mentioning that on a separate podcast yeah but for those that Which honestly, not... still kudos to her i love whoever that is for, for those that may not have listened to that podcast one of the other girls in my program um she had a um an internship in parliament so because because of her major you know she actually she wasn't from my school she was from a different school that was partnering mm-hmm. with my school to be in this program got it so <laughs> she you know being in parliament you know got to hang out with a lot of other interns and a lot of other well-to-do people and someone ended up becoming her sugar daddy and flew her out to germany and flew her to paris and it, it was it was a thing and it's it's i'm not disparaging her when i say all this she fully came out and said yeah i've got a sugar daddy i mean i would too that's an accomplishment at this point especially at that point like fucking accomplishment her her biggest thing was yeah i have a sugar daddy he's taking me to disney this weekend honestly that's all i want like if i could have someone pay for all of the shit i want to do at disney and like to send me to like the other disney's like that's i don't give a shit like yeah sure yeah, so that was one of the best things. Like, 
Like you do you, boo. I haven't talked to her since I got back, but she she was it was her stories were excellent. Um so another part of you know just being with my program is we went around and um you know did like different trips places and one of the <laughs> one of the weekends we called the weekend of rocks. <laughs> And you'll understand why. Um, but <laughs> the first destination on the weekend of rocks uh, was Stonehenge. Okay. So, oh, I see a pattern that it's already did a form. <laughs> you said Stonehenge and I immediately know what you were doing. Okay. So we went there and we didn't spend a whole lot of time there, but we had like the little walking tour. They gave us like the, the headsets and you walk around to different points and I'm you know, taking pictures because I, I got tasked to do the, um, video blog for the study abroad program that semester. So I'm taking pictures to put together like a slideshow later. Um, but heading out on this trip, um, two of the kids on my program decided to get blackout drunk the night before we were leaving. (laughs) That would be me. I would 100% get blackout drunk on a study abroad trip. That would be me. Oh, it it gets worse. Oh, how does it get worse? They were blackout drunk the night before. No one could get a hold of them the day that we were supposed to leave. Oh. So we had to get someone to go down to their room because they were living together. Go down to their room, pound on the door. It's two big dudes, by the way. So it takes a lot, one, for them to get blackout drunk yeah um so then they stumble onto the charter bus that we're all sitting in waiting for them to show up and just before we get to stonehenge one of them runs to the tiny bathroom that's on the bus and just starts projectile vomiting nope (laughs) at least if you're gonna get blackout drunk be responsible about it Oh I say God. as it, in October, I'm probably gonna get blackout drunk was, and not caught. <laughs> it was it was hilarious because I have never seen it. It's not like a, a bathroom that's in the back of the bus. Oh no, no, no. This is the type of bus that has like you know those like the sh- bathrooms on like a boat that are like yeah. you step downstairs and it's like hiding behind the stairs and it's small. Mm-hmm. It's that. Mm. So he's like leaning out of the bathroom. The door's not even closed. He's just hurling. And I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> the funny thing is, it's one of my friends. Like, I actually <laughs> knew this dude my freshman yeah. year. So, I'm like, oh, come on. So. We finish Stonehenge, and then we go to the next place, which is the city of Bath. Another city of stones. There's stones. Stones everywhere. So, the the city of Bath is a former Roman, like, spa-type city, where it's got one of the oldest Roman baths still located in it. Mm-hmm. So, we go there, and we're, we go to a rugby game. Which was uh-huh. fantastic. I love rugby now. <laughs> rugby is delightful. Oh, rugby is so fun to watch, dude. <laughs> I, why is why is it a bulbous draw though? I don't li- listen. 
my brother just came in here and handed me a Slurpee with the boba straw in it. Uh, and he just told me not to ask, so I'm not going to. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay, so Roman bath. So it this this Roman bath smells so much like sulfur. It's just all sulfur. So we do the walking tour of that. We actually stay the night in bath um, until the next day. And then we go to our our last our last circle of stones, uh, and that's the stones of Avebury, <laughs> where <laughs> so like, where these stones are not roped off like Stonehenge. Oh no! Um, these these stones are just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends decides to take a challenge upon himself. To, to scale the stone. So he's just, I've got a, I had a full video of him just climbing the stone. And I'm like, please don't fall. That, even though it'd make it entertaining, please don't fall. <laughs> even though I'm recording and we can definitely post this on the internet, please don't fall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so he makes it all the way to the top and he sits and I'm like, yay. And he goes, ha. And then he's, just, and then our program director turns around and goes, "Well done. Now jump down." <laughs> he that program director is done with this shit. Well, it's not even that. He he loved that we were all kind of rambunctious. He really enjoyed that. Um, but <laughs> that was probably one of the most memorable weekends that we had. Um, but since we are coming up on an hour, I have two more stories. I'm okay. Gonna end it, I'm gonna end it on a good note, but I have I have two more stories. Okay. Um. So while we were while I was studying abroad, I had the opportunity to we had fall break. So fall break was a week long. And um, my friend and I decided that we were gonna go on a backpacking trip across Italy. And then we were going to end in Vienna because another one of our friends was studying there for the semester. Mm-hmm. So this, oddly enough, the day that we left, we had just gotten done with the tour of the Tower of London and saw they have memorialized where Anne Boleyn lost her head. Yeah. So we saw that and I had a really great time doing that tour and I, I would love to go back and do that tour again. Um, went from there straight to the airport flew into Rome, stayed in Rome for three days, I think. Yeah, stayed in Rome for three days. The hostel that we were in was all themed, and Matt will love this if he ever listens to this podcast, it was all themed with Minnesota Vikings stuff. And that was why I purposely picked it. I'm like, it at least gives us a touch of home. I immediately hate it, by the way. I know, right? I don't know why. I just immediately hate it. <laughs> but it was like the there was like flags on the wall and all this kinds of stuff, and it showed like pictures of Minnesota. And I'm like, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I would rather die than stay in that room. <laughs> but the host the hostel was actually really cool because the hostel owner, the second night that we were there, he had like a big old like pasta night where he cooked all this pasta for all the people that were living in the hostel. And oh, that's got so a chance. cute! It was what he termed it was pasta mingle. So oh, oh my god, got, this is adorable. 
so we we got to meet the other people that were living in the hostel and got to hear their stories i don't remember any of them but it was fun and it was free food so you know (laughs) um well we did get to go to um the coliseum which is i love that tour and we went to trevi fountain and i got to make a wish and i threw a coin in the fountain and i was very happy only to find out later that um the coins that are thrown in the fountain are taken out every day yep so i'm like well no wonder my wish didn't come true you well, took no, out my wish out, they're taken out every day it's like every morning or something because i've seen posts in yep. regards to it because yep. of the amount of foot traffic it gets that if they didn't do it every day it would just like the filter would get fucked essentially oh yeah oh yeah because when we got there there were at least 2,000 people surrounding the fountain yeah and imagine that at that one time times every hour and times that every day that adds up yeah so we you know we did our wishes and then we walked down to um oh gosh where did we walk to we walked down to the capitol building and just, you know, wait out there trying to figure out what we we're going to do next. We ended up going to get food and left. But we did the Roman Forum. Um, we also went to the Vatican. And I got to stand in the Sistine Chapel and just look at all the great art. And I'm so mad That's that they cool. do not they do not allow you to take videos mm. or pictures of it. And I thought it was because, you know, it will damage, you know, the page or whatever. Nope. It's because of um, copyrights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that sucks. But I at least have those great memories. And I, I remember, you know, kind of... I'm, I'm a dork, by the way. Um, <laughs> a, couple, a couple years later, watching Angels versus Demons. I oh. look back and I'm like, I've been in that room. <laughs> And I'm just like, I am such a dork. Why do I why do I connect these things? But we left Rome and went to Florence, which was my friend's destination on our trip because she at the time was um we're we were both taking um voice lessons from the same professor. Yeah. And one of the songs, one of the arias that she sings is about a girl in love in Florence. So while we were there, we went to the Ponte Vecchio, which is the bridge that is named in the aria. And she sang that song and I recorded it for her so that she could send it back to our voice professor. But Florence is beautiful. We got to see um, Michelangelo's David because uh, that was in one of the museums there. And um, we saw Il Duomo. We didn't get to go inside because it was, you know, it there were um, too many people and we didn't want to wait in line. Um, But going from Florence to Pisa, we had a bit of a mishap in the train station, which was not fun. Um, My friend got on the train and I did not. So I got stuck in Florence. Sad. (laughs) Um, And, you know, spent like 10 minutes sitting on the ground in the train station crying because I'm like I don't know what to do I don't know where my friend is yeah I don't know what's going on she helped this nice this nice Italian lady came up to me and she's like she understands I'm American I can't understand her so she gets me on the next train to Pisa and at that moment my other friend my friend 
got off the train at the next stop, got back on another train coming back to Florence. And then oh. she got off and found me on the next train and the ladies like making sure that we connect. I'm like, thank you. Just because she didn't have to do that, but she did. Yeah. So we got to um, Pisa, got to our hostel and our hostel was five minutes from the Leaning Tower. So you could see it from where we were staying. Yeah. It was just awesome. So we went and it, we did that. We only spent the night in, in Pisa and then took off the next day, went to Milan um, and then went to Verona, which was my stop because Shakespeare, because why not? Um, <laughs> so we did uh, Juliet's house tour, um, wrote a letter to Juliet and, you know, dropped it off at that and the mailboxes from there. Um, and then we did the tour of Juliet's crypt, which was amazing to see, like just the architecture in there. But it was all covered in graffiti and like people had signed their names. And I'm just like, why yeah. do you do that? That's so sad. To feel like they um, have a part of something, probably. Yeah. I, it's just vandalism, but I don't get it. But yeah. So the funniest thing about my whole it, Italy trip is that my dad made me promise that what in each town that I went to I had to do a Facebook post that let him know that I was okay because this is also the year that Taken came out oh my god so your dad got paranoid because of Taken <laughs> he did he oh really my did god, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> to be so, fair I feel like my dad would have pulled that same shit if he was alive <laughs> so I I did my post in Rome. I did my post in Florence and in Pisa. I didn't have to do one in Milan because it was we were just connecting trains. Yeah. Um, Verona, however, we didn't have Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> the hostel we were staying in did not have Wi-Fi, and I did not check that when I booked the hostel. Um, <laughs> so I kind of had to you know, have the best time that I could and realize that as soon as I got to the next place, my dad was going to be pissed. Um, so the next place we went to was Venice and got to the hostel and I paid for the Wi-Fi that I needed and I posted that, you know, I'm okay. We didn't have Wi-Fi in our last hostel, so I couldn't post anything. And then we decided to call our program director who we had found out after we, or no, before we had left for vacation, he had broke his foot. Oh my god! <laughs> so he was at home, he was resting, was in a boot, so we we FaceTimed him, and we're like, hey, how are you doing? And we're, he's like, you know, I'm doing good, where are you guys at? And I said, currently in Venice. <laughs> he's like, oh, go have fun, y'all have to tell me all of this all your grand stories when you get back. And I'm like, yes, we definitely will. So we checked in with him. You know, we did a gondola tour, which is well worth the 80 euros that it cost. Because <laughs> our gondolier started singing 80s songs. Oh, beautiful. It was fantastic. I was so happy. Um, so we only spent the one night in Venice. And then we the next morning, we had to leave pretty early. Because, no, we didn't leave early. We left late the next day because our um, our train, we were taking the train from, um, from Venice to uh, Vienna. So 
we got on the train and then we started that that trek we ended up stopping in Salzburg at like midnight and I I leaned over to my friend because we were sharing um a car with or like a little room with another couple and they had gotten off I said you do not realize how badly I want to start singing the hills are alive (laughs) but I can't do it because it's midnight (laughs) yeah She's like, I completely understand. So we both went back to sleep and the train finally pulls into Vienna. It's like early, early in the morning. So we get to our hostel, checked in, met with my friend who was studying there and they, you know, took us on a whole bunch of different things. We went to a, um, a beer fest tour. Yeah, no, no, it was Oktoberfest because it was an Oktoberfest um, thing because we were... Yeah, it was October when we were when we did this. Um, so we went to an Oktoberfest uh, thing the first night that we were that we were there, and then we went to um, like a Mozart museum and a whole bunch of different fun stuff because they they're all musical people, like they're studying music as their majors, and I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> so we did all that stuff, and then got on the flight back from Vienna we realized we were gonna be pushing it for time because when we got in there was only 45 minutes from when we got in to when the tube station closed because we our our flight was landing at 11 15 and the tube station closes at midnight yeah so we landed Thankfully, we didn't have to get, like, checked baggage because it was just, you know, our whatever bags we were carrying. Yeah, it's just a carry-out, we, so. we ran. We got on the tube from the, air, from the airport, went to Victoria Station, and then the tube lines closed. And I'm like, oh, my God. Damn. So we, we ended up having to get a cab back, which was, which was fine. It was just like a, crap, I should have, you know, double-checked the, the tickets. Times, yeah. To make sure. But we also didn't realize the tube stations closed at midnight. So that was just a big old, a big old mess. But it was a great, it was a great, um, oh my gosh, great vacation. There we go. We all, (laughs) we, we then found out the next day that we are the only two people that left as soon as we could and got back as late as we could. Really? Everyone else only left for like two or three days. And they went to like the Netherlands to go to the red light district. And I'm like, Sounds about right. nah, <laughs> we went to, we went to Italy. <laughs> so yeah, we were, we left probably at 4 PM on that Thursday and then got back at midnight on Monday morning. It was, Damn. it was so much fun. But the last story that I will leave us on is actually kind of a very wholesome story. Um, because while I was in London, I got to do a uh, internship and my focus was I wanted to do something with kids. So I got paired up with the Cardinal Hume Center, which is like, it's um, kind of, it's not like a rec center, but it's a, it's a place where refugees can come and, you know, learn English and kind of you know, get more electronic experience and stuff like that to make them more 
job approachable, I guess mm-hmm. is a good way to say it. So I worked in the nursery and got to hang out with kids all day, hang out with all of these refugee kids. And there was one little boy that I got to hang out with. He was maybe, I think what they said was a year and a half, two years old. Dang. And this little boy had Down syndrome. And I remember getting to play with him every day and just help him with, you know, sensory stuff and, you know, getting his hands wet because he doesn't, he didn't like his hands being wet and, you know, getting to carry him outside when we went outside. And one of my proudest things I, I will ever say that I've been able to do is, I'm getting kind of emotional talking about this, but this little boy um, he, when, when I came in, this little boy was nonverbal. Mm-hmm. He couldn't not, he just, he wouldn't speak. So this is probably November. So I'd been working there for about three months and I took this little boy outside and was just watching him walk around and play. And he got in this like little, this little tykes car, you know, like the red mm-hmm. one with like, the yellow roof. And I walked over and I started, uh, you know, like I held the little door open. He got inside and I said, open, close, open, close. And I kind of, and I walked off because he was just playing. And then I'm watching him and he opens the door and he goes, open. And then he closes the door and go, close. And I just kind of sit there and I'm like, I did not just hear that. Yeah. I did not just hear that. And he does it, he does it a couple more times. And I run back into my director and I'm like, I just got him to speak. And she's like, what happened? We need to write this down for his file. And I told her what happened and she's writing all this down. She's like, that's great progress. And I, you know, she's like, great job. And I'm like, I just got this little boy who's two years old and nonverbal. I got him to speak. And that was one of my greatest, like yeah. my proudest moments and <laughs> during my internship there. And I, I, this, it, it, I miss, you know, working with those kids. That was mm-hmm. one of the greatest things and I I loved all the ladies that I worked with and they you know when it was my last my last day there they all gave me Christmas cards that had like cash in it and it was it was amazing so that pretty much covers all of my study abroad stories yay (laughs) that's a long kind of a long-winded podcast I I mean we already figured that because stories yeah but yeah, I I miss London severely. I I want to go back, you know, someday and and do all the other stuff because I um one of the other like just I have I've got more stories that I'm just now are coming to mind that I'm like shoot I should have told that. But <laughs> if we will ever want to do another study abroad yeah. story time, I I got more stories I can tell. Awesome. Um, and for next month, it is spooky season now because I have deemed it so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I have watched two horror movies today. It is spooky season. Um, 
So next month, um, we're definitely going to be doing one podcast, and it's probably going to be about serial killers. Um, we are going <laughs> to attempt to potentially do a second one. It just depends on our schedules and if I have time to research and all of that. So one definitely, maybe two. Um, and then I don't think. Oh, and I'm so sorry because you guys are going to have me back in hockey mode next next month most likely because <laughs> preseason starts in like three yep. weeks so get ready for me to yell about that at some point during the next coming months <laughs> i think that's about it i don't think we have any other announcements or anything uh i don't think so no i don't think so thank you guys so much for joining us again on our podcast this month we really appreciate you guys uh go ahead and follow us on twitter over at and twits pod at lady laura 01 and at master psych 17 we'd love to hear you guys and maybe tell us some of your stories from being abroad and you know just some fun things that we can all have a good time with um make sure to check out our little brothers over on bad ping um on the cyber twits channel we are having some new stuff that's coming out over there uh hopefully soon it just depends on schedules and stuff like that but we will be back on there with a new um topic this month and it's actually i could be long-winded on that podcast too this month i'm kind of happy because oh. <laughs> i get to talk about musicals oh Yay. fun i've got a full i've got a full presentation because because adam challenged me um why would he do that? He should know better. <laughs> he he, he did. really he should. He, he did. Let me he know if I need to put a PowerPoint life. together and send me the shit that you wanted a PowerPoint. I will oh, make a PowerPoint. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. I have a 20-page PowerPoint. Oh, love it. Yes. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that over on the CyberTwits channel. Be sure to follow them over at CyberTwitsPod on Twitter. Check out the merch store over on Redbubble. And I think that's everything. So we will talk to you guys again next month. Goodbye. Bye.